Good morning! Welcome back to the Resistance Broadcast, everybody! Hope everyone's doing well out there on this Thursday, July 23rd. Uh, or maybe you're listening or watching this a few days later, and that's fine. If so, you're a slacker, as uh, Principal <laughs> Strickland would say. Um, I'm John. Thanks for joining us. Lacey and James with me, as always. Guys, I want to talk to you about something. <laughs> I got my. Please don't do that. The child finally came in. So for you audio I listeners my, out the there, child. I have the plush talking child that comes with the frog he eats and his little broth, bone broth bowl. What is that? The that. eight inch? Uh, I don't know, but uh, he he does this. Ready? Ask him a question. Anybody ask him a question? No. <laughs> James will play. John, what question should we ask him? Oh, what question should we ask you, buddy? <laughs> mm. Good answer. Uh, so, Baby Yoda, uh, Tiny, I'm sorry. Um, is TRB your favorite podcast in the whole world? <laughs> That's <laughs> very indecisive. That was like, <laughs> like, <"Nah." laughs> like Larry David. That backfired. <laughs> yeah. Um, imagine there was one where he's like, no. <laughs> Just like, yeah. No. Just click it. Um, all right, guys. So we have, uh, what, what's going on with you? What, what's new in your life? Um, it's funny that you brought up Back to the Future because I got a new game, Back to the Future Dice Through Time. What is that? It's a board game. Oh, a board game. You? Oh, you got yeah. it? You're saying? Mm-hmm. Any good? No, (laughs) it's, it's okay, but it's definitely one of those games where it is so massively complicated. Like I'm like, there's just rules on rules on rules. Like I've played it basically three times and I can't, I'm still like, oh, we did that wrong. You're, you're not supposed to move these characters. You're supposed to be drawing three cards every turn. Like it's just, there's so many rules that it actually makes me think it's like one of those games that like anytime you even suggest it to people, it's going to be like, eh, they don't know how to play it, you know? Oh, mm-hmm. I hate those games. There's- you have to have certain people, only the people that are willing to like go on that journey with you. Yeah. Are you, uh, Lacey, are you a board game person? Yeah, it depends on the board game. Like, do you have I any guess. go-tos? Like, in your closet right now, are there, like, staples that you have there? Uh, there's are... a ton of board games in my house. Oh, nice. So, what are some of the go-tos for you? Uh, there's, like, seven different versions of Monopoly. Because <laughs> it's all different versions. Um, um, let's think. Uh, there's a bunch of, like, very... So, Matt's into, like, board games. Like, crazy... 10 billion step board games so he has like pandemic and settlers Topical. settlers of Catan and stuff like that yeah mm-hmm. i mean john and i though matching I've only shirts ever played today Catan once. yep we're both wearing the supreme leader this was not planned couple of buddies matching yeah. shirts <laughs> neither was a sequel trilogy couple of buddies. <laughs> james um what uh everyone is familiar with the supreme leader shirt by now what do you what are you wearing for the folks out there? Um, uh, Maul, Darth Maul. That's Darth Maul. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is Gary the Porg. Yep. Uh, it is Carrie Fisher's pug. Fr- no. French, bull- <laughs> French, French bulldog. I knew you guys were going to get on me. Um, no, it's her French bulldog dressed up like a pork. So <laughs> yes, there he is. 
<laughs> this is what it is. It's Gary. Yeah. If you guys want to uh, Tongue and all. pick up one of our shirts, head to teespring.com slash store slash resistance broadcast. Uh, you can get both these. Uh, so check it out and uh, and pick it up. But um, uh, yeah, my favorite board games growing up were, I don't know. But what, 13 Dead End Drive. You want, you want to know one that is just... Com- Mousetrap. Com- Mousetrap is the worst board game in the history of board games. Is that just the like, one you were going to say? Yes. I still have Crossfire that I bought that we've never played. Yeah. We'll play it at Celebration. bought that for oh. Celebration. I did. Well, 2022. Crossfire. Um, <laughs> Yoshi Vu was tweeting about Crossfire recently. And I had to tell him like that we we used to talk about that. So maybe don't get caught up in. If there. we ever finally hang out with Yoshi, maybe we could do a two on two crossfire tournament. We could. Yeah. Um, I am interested to see if uh, if anybody was actually ever playing Mousetrap correctly and not just making up their own rules, which is uh, build it dude, and try to see if you can get it to work. It never worked. <laughs> it's just that, that that game is such a sham. Honestly. Awful. I feel like it's it's like you you roll the dice and then you move your pieces and then when you get to certain spots you're allowed to add on to the mousetrap. You know what's the best the best board game ever? I don't know. Sorry. I was gonna say sorry or trouble because whenever I play my brother in that game and like we play it now as adults like the kids go to bed and you know me Kathleen and um, him and his wife will play. We get aggressive with the sorries. You don't just replace his peg. You annihilate his peg with your peg so that it goes flying across the room. And that's the best. That's the most fun part of it. The aggressive sorry mm. knockout. It makes that game an elite board game. Hands down. Um, I'm yeah. sorry to our listeners right now that we have to yeah. this. They, they enjoy that. Trust me. Um, <laughs> all right. Will of the Force uh, is uh, what we're going to get into right now. And uh, James Bainey is going to. Take us along the journey. I fear nothing for all this as the Force wills it. Will of the Force this week is, of course, brought to you by our resistance officers, right? Before we get into it, I want to talk a little bit about our Patreon and uh, what the resistance officers do there, right? Um, obviously, we've we've tried to work on building up this community, right? So we have a, a group of people, and they're all different levels two dollar five dollar ten dollar they all have their different names they all we, we have different symbols for and and you know rankings for everybody that's involved in the resistance but uh depending on you know what level you guys decide to join it if you're thinking about it we've got um you know you can submit things to to questions to will the force uh we've got our discord channel we get uh you get stickers and and uh at certain levels you can even get merch like a mug or a t-shirt or stuff um it, it just I think the biggest thing that come out of there is is community. We guys we talk about it yeah. like probably every week, you know. Mm-hmm. That um I think the people who have joined and I'm kind of speaking for anybody who is a patron, but it feels like when they come in, they feel like they're a little bit free from the rest of uh Star Wars internet and that over here it's a little bit different cuz it's a smaller group and you can have the discussions but there's no hate. Um, and I, I think like in a weird way, I don't, I don't mean to make it about money, but I think there's something about like the paywall there where it's like, you know, Hey, I come in here and I want to invest and I want to build this community up. So it's super positive. But, uh, but like I said, there's, there's perks to being a resistance officer as well. And one of, of which, um, 
is to be able to submit the questions to Will the Force. Uh, before we do get to those submissions, though, I do want to thank the generals. Uh, and our generals, as of right now, are Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Micah Harrison, Michael Gaines, Jetta Rosewater, Bethany, Russ Harbison, and Ken- Kendall Gellner. Um Thank you guys so much for what you do. Yeah, thank uh, you. So glad to have you part of the resistance. And uh, let's get to it, right? Do it. Um, Patreon submission Commander Alexander Moylan. Uh, Alexander wanted to know Will Disney and Lucasfilm embrace a the, the Legends category on Disney Plus and possibly strike a deal with the right holders to, uh, I can never say his name right, Tartakovsky? Tartakowski, uh, his version of the Clone Wars, so that fans can embrace the micro series uh, with the best picture quality possible. Uh, Lacey, I'm starting with you on this one. Did, for, first of all, just real quick, did you watch this version? Because I never have. I've seen it a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Not like recently, but my answer is I don't think they will. They will not. <laughs> I think this thing is, is buried. Yeah. I think they have uh, what they know the Clone Wars is, and they want to stick with that. That's a good answer. John, what do you think? Yeah, it's that whole dangerous uh, thing with blurring the canon lines, and, and that the, there's just no benefit to doing that um, by saying, here's the section of Star Wars. You click the Star Wars banner on Disney+. Plus. Here's the section of Star Wars content, but we just need you to know somehow that this is not real the real story. Um, I know they got the Lego stuff and that stuff's like not canon or whatever, but I, it's just, it just doesn't seem like it'd be worth it to just for them to do that. So I really don't think they would do a legends section of Disney plus. So I agree with Lacey. Um, yeah, I don't think they're going to embrace the legends thing either. This one does make me feel weird though, because I do feel like when you think about star Wars animation, this is like absolutely in that the pantheon of like what people consider to be some of the best star Wars animation stuff. So, uh, it kind of has that thing, but then again, I mean, there's other star Wars things like the Ewoks movies, for instance, you know, I mean, we, we still don't have, I mean, we've got like Willow and like other random, like old things that in a lot of ways people are like, Oh, I kind of forgot about that stuff. Like the Ewok movies in general would be one that they could bring back, but they, probably won't because they'd have to stick it in the star Wars section and it gets weird. Right. Um, I just kind of don't, I, I just kind of think that Lacey really nailed it with the brand thing that they have something called the clone wars and they're not gonna, they're gonna, they're not gonna let that company over there make a big Mac as well. You know, <laughs> you're not going to have two clone wars so that when people say, Hey, there's clone wars on Disney plus, they're going to, confuse it with what they want to be the main brand of clone wars so unfortunately i think we're all saying no on this one um but it is a good question and i think most star wars fan would be like okay with if with it if they ever did it i don't think it'd be a problem uh next question is will a new live action star wars disney plus series be announced before september 1st so let's think about the calendar real quick so aka by the time star wars celebrations would have happened uh john i'm coming back to you on this one september 1st that's the date what do you think uh i'm gonna lean towards no that they're gonna announce one um 
I definitely think there's stuff in the works that we haven't heard about yet, but I wonder if the pandemic and productions for everything being delayed are going to delay them announcing things. So I'm going to lean towards if, even if they were going to maybe do something, announce something at celebration, which I've learned a hard lesson that they really don't do that as much. <laughs> um, pie in the face. I'm going to say no. Uh, they will not uh, by September 1st announce a new live action series. All right, Lacey, what do you think September 1st? I agree with John. I think the pandemic has kind of shaken up calendars, not just for events, but also announcements and uh, productions. Everything has been changed. I mean, we're getting into now people are canceling things in 2021. So yeah, East Coast uh, Comic Con, right? They axed 2021, right? Yeah, but I think people are also talking about other things possibly being uh, axed, not just Comic-Cons, but like all different types of stuff. It's kind of nuts. But yeah, no, that was the first one we kind of saw around us that we were like, wait, hold on a second. So I think that that could play into this too of why would you announce something if productions are getting delayed? Because then you fall into the Ryan Johnson hole of, hey, we announced this in November 2017 and still have heard nothing about it. Um, so I'm going to say no, they will not. I feel like someone with who works sound effects for prices, right? Should come in right now and be like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Cause I as well don't think that we're going to get, uh, 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 anything announced, mm. uh, star Wars, Disney plus series. I think it's fair to think that like like John and Lacey were saying that m- there's potential that we could have gotten something like that at Celebration but I think now that Celebration is shut they're just they're they're changing how their plans and their rollouts for everything um they they knew everybody all forms of media were going to be covering all of the Star Wars news in this specific weekend so if even stuff was like not the biggest of news they knew they were going to still roll it out at that time because it's all going to be you know getting attention yeah 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 it just all at the same time going to be put out there um so i think now they're like oh we gotta have a different marketing plan so we're just going to kind of space things out and another show man they got to get cassian and and kenobi working like i don't know if anybody's been paying attention to the news but they're still not like doing great right now (laughs) so both of those shows need to get uh on board before they can start working on other things um, and the next question is another question from a resistance officer. This one is from a commander. That's our $10 level. Um, Chris Van D mail meal. And, uh, Chris wanted to know, um, well, actually it's kind of a two part question, but, uh, will the bad batch show start in the event uh, with the events of order 66 and will we see Vader inquisitors and even Ahsoka Rex in that show? Um, Lacey, I'm coming back to you to start this one off. What do you think? I apologize. I think my cat's losing his mind. <laughs> um, yes, I think it will show to the start of the events of Order 66. No, I think it's going to pick up where it's already happened. Um, and so it will not start. Wait, I'm confused. It will show the start of the events or it will pick up after the events already happened. 
So I, I think the question is starting with the events of Order 66, meaning pick up where the Clone Wars left off, or are we jumping like seven years? Oh, time skip. I think it's going to pick up where we left off, if not pretty yeah, close. Which, yeah, which whether that's like directly mm-hmm. before they're trying to recap in the first mm-hmm. episode or right after, I think I think that's the question. Yeah. Sure. Um, so, yes, I think they will. I think we will see Vader at some point, Ahsoka and Rex at some point. I'm not sure about Inquisitor- Inquisitors, but um, so I say we will. I'll throw Inquisitors in there so I'd keep it all the same. Yes, we will. All right, John, thoughts? What do you think? So, yeah, I, I agree with that completely. I think we're going to see right after 66. We're agreeing even... on everything because we're wearing matching shirts. There, there that is. Um, I think we'll see like panning shots of stuff just absolutely decimated by 66. Um, and then we'll pick up with them wherever they are and, and kick it off. But I agree in terms of seeing those other characters. They're, they're already uh, created assets, which is a, always a plus for them to, to bring people into things. And Inquisitors even. So, yeah, I, I, I could see that happening. Let's go hunt down and murder the rest of the jedi out there um <laughs> yeah um why not that that makes sense to me chris so uh yeah good question and i think that would probably and and again you know if people aren't so into bad batch had to get more people in darth vader right so yeah uh yeah that makes sense to me so uh, 100% on the, the Vader Inquisitors, Ahsoka Rex, I definitely think all of those people are, are going to be involved. Um, Vader, they already kind of showed you what, you know, a potential Vader in the Clone Wars could look like, you know, so we got that. That was that was the tease into the next uh, series. Uh, Ahsoka and Rex, I've said this before, my, my nephew wanted to know, you know, what, what are they going to do? You know, so I, I definitely think they're somehow going to be involved with that as well. Inqu- when, when Vader in this time, definitely Inquisitors. Um, why I think the show is absolutely going to happen, like basically a pickup right off of Order 66. Um, it, yes, it is. Uh, is because these are going to be the protagonists of your show. And you can't, you can't start a year or two later, I don't think, with them being either good or bad and not really explain what they went through. Cause all your main characters are clones. So they obviously went through the, the actual order and the, the brain, you know, flip or whatever. I think you, I think we, we left them before 66 and now we have to start this show by showing us what they went through in 66 and either how they fix themselves or are they still in the process of like, we hate the Jedi, you know, when you start the show, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do, but you got to see, you got to see how it unfolds. You got to see how that character development happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think that is uh that is going to happen, man. That's uh three and three, right? Yeah. We've <laughs> agreed on everything so far. And I think All right. we may go four for four. <laughs> yeah. All right. We talked about this at length on Monday, but this is a different episode and we've had a few days to kind of let it soak in, think about it a little bit more, but we're just going to straight up ask it out plain and simple. Will Alden Ehrenreich return to play Han Solo again? John, I'm starting with you on this one you, first. You know it, baby. He is coming back, <laughs> baby. I can't wait to say, I can't wait to yell, he's back, baby. About, say baby again? Yeah. Baby! 
<laughs> you better go for back. like 45 seconds. Just, ah. Yeah, I'm going to go outside and just scream it from the mountaintops like Ron like Burgundy. Like Kenobi, but. Yes. Back yeah, back which back. by the way, I, <laughs> I don't know if I said this on the podcast. I recorded <laughs> myself trying to do the Sam Witwer Kenobi scream and it's on my phone, <laughs> but I don't know if I'm ever going to release it anywhere. That's he, this is twice now he's asking you to make him release it. <laughs> but yes, Elden Ehrenreich will be Han Solo again. Make Solo 2 happen. Him and Chewie, I don't care how, but yes. Lacey. I agree 100%. He will play Solo again, and I think it's going to happen sooner than we think. Mm, I like hearing that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... I don't think... No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, absolutely. Imagine if I mean, you did that, we would just be like, get off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just leave. <laughs> Go home, you're drunk. Um, so, I... Yeah, I absolutely think so, because I I feel like what happened on Monday, him talking about that was... I mean, it wasn't Monday, but we talked about it on Monday. I think that just really solidifies that your main character, the, I mean, we already know Jonas is down hundred percent. Uh, we talked to him about that on make solo Two happen day. Um, but now it's good to hear that your, your, your main character, your, the, the title character is also saying, yes, I would love to return to it. Um, I've, I've heard rumblings, nothing concrete. Um, I bring the character of solo <laughs> into other roles that I'm doing <laughs> mm-hmm. just cause I love him so much and I love where we left off. I mean, there's so much to it, but it just, it gets you excited going, hold on, wait a second. Hold on. You're telling me that the actors who portray Han and Chewie are down to continue to play Han and Chewie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like just do it. Just make solo two happen. Right. Uh, yeah. So that's it guys. Uh, four for four. I don't, I, to, we've done that before, but I just don't know when. Yeah, like, long ago, years. I don't think we've ever agreed on all the topics. Mm. So but we agreed on right, shirts. Well, that's it. We, <laughs> yeah, except for me. <laughs> so there you go. A yes, a yes, and a no. <laughs> all right, that's it for Will of the Force this week. Uh, John, we're gonna have a little bit of a discussion, and I think we're kind of gonna do something a little bit different. You want to explain it? What's up? <laughs> Obi-Wan once thought as you do. Yeah, so usually we try to do a central focus to our discussions, or if it's a Kessel run, uh, we used to do these things called Star Wars Wars where we fight it out, or, you know, a main topic. Haven't done those in a while. We'll have to bring it back. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, we usually try to... No, we won't. (laughs) (laughs) We usually try to focus on one main thing for our discussions, but today I was just thinking, like, there's so much going on in terms of Star Wars... Uh, behind the scenes and the future is uh, a little cloudy and stuff like that and i don't mean like to have a negative discussion anyway but i think just have no topic just the three of us just sitting here like we're sitting at a bar or at a table just talking so that's pretty much what i was thinking and i you know i just wanted to start it off because of my excitement on the whole all the olden stuff you know um because I didn't know, I don't know, like when I, re- I went to the page that we have on Star Wars News Net for Make Solo 2 Happen, right? And I was looking at 
all the people that we list that have either acknowledged it or said they are aware of it all the way up to like Michelle Regwan with you, James. Um, and then obviously our interactions on online with Ron Howard, John Kasdan, the director and writer. Um, I would obviously love if Lawrence Kasdan like said something about it. Cause he's like my hero, but you know, Jonas, uh, Aaron Kellyman with our patron, Sean with the shirt, uh, mm-hmm. all down the line, just, uh, all in on it. And now for Alden to, to, to go everything up until saying the hashtag makes a little too happen, but saying that he would come back and like not mincing the word saying he said, I would come back. Uh, just got me really excited about that. Um, but also like, while I'm excited about that, um, cause I want to do, try to keep this conversation obviously positive there. I think there's just so much going on with, with Lucasfilm right now where there's going to be like so many shifts, I think coming and changes that I wonder if like, and we were just talking about in the will of the force, if they're almost like putting things on hold and they're going to see where, what, what settles if they do end up making changes. I don't know. I, I don't really know. It's, 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 it, it just seems like a very uncertain time in uncertain times for, for star Wars. Yeah. Doesn't it? I mean, and, and yeah, you're absolutely right. Cause to, to me, I think about it pretty often that like, we really don't have a whole lot to look forward to. Like they said, bad batch and you're like, okay, you know, that's fine. I guess it's like a clone wars thing. What else you got is what I feel like. And it's like, Oh, animation wise, yeah. nothing. We're not, we, we got nothing. You're like, okay, all right. What about TV shows? And they're like, well, we're doing Mandalorian. You're like, yeah, yeah, I, I am. I'm excited about Mandalorian. What about all those other shows? And it's like, yeah, no telling when those are coming out. But we so, got books. We've been, though. We announced those, but yeah. What? I said, but they're like, we got books though. You want some books? I got books. <laughs> do you think? Yeah. Do you think they're nervous at all about um, High Republic? High Republic. I think that they had a different plan, like John said. And that plan changed, um, and they are trying to figure out how to pivot. <laughs> I think it, yeah, I think you're right. I think it depends on who you ask. Because I think if you ask, like, you know, Kathleen Kennedy, hey, are you worried about the High Republic? No. Like, <laughs> no. I don't think that means a whole lot to her. Kathleen I think Kennedy's that's like, just, that's a, what is that? <laughs> yeah, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> I'm a movie producer. You're like, no, she's like, no, it's called Old Republic, and we're not doing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I think you ask Del Rey. You know, like you ask like the people who are involved in the books and stuff. I think they're they're excited about getting people involved in in a new world and region and stuff, and kind of making things fresh. And sure. I think that they also know to a certain extent, like it's kind of like one of those things, like even in our discord channel, like we have different categories. We have like a a thread that's like the Mandalorian. We have one that's called like books and comics and stuff. And the people who are generally in that thread, that's the people who Del Rey and, and the people who are working on the books, that's who they're talking to. And we're excited about it. So they have something they're like, yeah, Lucasfilm is letting us do this cool new thing. Are you guys excited? And it's like, yeah, we're excited, but it's like, I don't think Lucasfilm as a whole is worried about the High Republic and how that's going to be perceived publicly. I don't think they're worried, but I think yeah, they are definitely re reeling in the hype train that they were pumping on that thing. I guess my question would be: at a time where everyone's at home, mostly, 
um, and a time that people are kind of taking in Netflix and, you know, all these different types of media that they can do on their own time, like on demand. Why would you delay a book? I, I agree with that. There's no reason um, from a production standpoint for that book to be delayed. Printing presses are still working right now. There's books coming out right now. Uh, right, the, right, book, right. The, the book's finished. Unless, unless they're like, we need to make big changes to these books. To We need more Yoda in this book or something. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, mm-hmm. we need to do something. We need to change how we're... How we're how we're uh, presenting this? I don't I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't want to spend the whole time talking about that because we don't really know a lot about it. But it was just one thing I was no, thinking I know. of. You know? Yeah, and, and you're just thinking about the state of Star Wars, and I think that's a, a question a lot of fans have right now from any angle. You know, now that the Skywalker saga is over, we had this conversation back when the movie came out, uh, January December, uh, of how we were kind of like taking it in and there's this moment of like kind of sadness where you're like okay this is done what does that mean and this uncertainty and then given everything that else is happening right now in life you're just like i need this kind of constant that's going to help me kind of escape or not kind of can escape because that's what i treat star that's how i always have treated star wars and that's why i always push for the movies that are happier and have the happy ending and leave you feeling good because life is bad as it is sometimes you just need to get out of that and that's what i use star wars for i always have so i'm in this position right now where i'm like okay well what can i focus on that's really great and all i have really is the mandalorian because everything else is kind of up in the air it's uncertain and with everything else in life being uncertain you're like i just need some certainty and i know that the mandalorian is going to be good but the question is with a galaxy as big as star wars and there's so many different characters and ideas and stories to be told i shouldn't only be excited about one thing (laughs) yeah i mean i i think this because the mandalorian like got through before the blast door shut on on it and Mm -hmm. everything went into lockdown right uh it's the Mandalorian is going to be, I think, um, a saving grace even more so than it would have if there was no pandemic. Right. Where there are people who are like, man, I'm so glad the Mandalorian exists. Like, this is, I love this Star Wars. You know, it seems to be, you know, one of those things that every fan is liking. There's not, I don't know any and Mandalorian detractors, right? Right. So, but right. now that this is going on, and all these other shows that aren't... I'm, I'm talking about shows in general and like Star Wars and movies in general and stuff are just getting shut down or delayed and not happening. What's going on with Kenobi and, and Cassian? Mandalorian's like, you're getting the Mandalorian as you plan... Like, pandemic proof, we're here and it's the Mandalorian. That is such a I'm wearing red cape. John Favreau is flying in as the hero thing. Superman. It's, it, it's, it's... I don't know. There's something about this show that everything seems to be like going right right now for it it's absolutely yeah Yeah. who was it that that was just talking about it too when they were like you know it's weird because favor's talking about it like they're the b characters and then it's like no you're you're the a characters (laughs) you're all we have (laughs) yeah um he made it they made because the d characters the the a characters or whatever yeah mm-hmm, yeah exactly mm-hmm. like in a sense like it's like man you know everybody knows luke skywalker and darth vader but nobody really knew like boba fett and ig88 they were like the side that characters that didn't really have anything to, 
<laughs> do yeah exactly and now we made a show out of that and i'm like well guess what now you have main characters like um you know Cara Dune and 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 Din Djarin and stuff like that 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 is that's currently Star Wars for kids that are growing up and they're like they're watching in their homes Right. Was there the the show with their parents and stuff? And they're like, you know, I love this show. Isn't the show awesome? They're like, yes, it is. (laughs) It's the, it's the a game right now. I know people who aren't even big star Wars fans who like the Mandalorian, you know? Well, that's uh, what I was saying. Uh, I didn't want to cut you off. Like all my coworkers love it and they're not not star Wars fans. Right. They just think it's a really good show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm, was there a rumor or something about, like that uh, Gina Carano may get her own show. Is that just one of those things? That was a rumor spinoff series with, they didn't yeah. say it was her. They, I think they said it was like a character of the Mandalorian and people just kind of were like, Kara. Boy, that would make <laughs> a lot of sense though, wouldn't it? It oh, was, um, yeah, it was someone in who is a head of Disney or, or Disney plus or something like that. And they said that the show, the Mandalorian Mandalorian was so successful that we might may see spinoffs down the line. Oh, man. Right. do you remember that? It was, yeah. I think it was one of those calls, the quarterly calls or something like oh, that. Oh, Bob Iger said it. Yes. I don't think it was Bob, though. I thought it was Bob Iger. I'm pretty no, sure. I feel like it was. It was Alan Horn or someone like that. I was going to say, yeah, I think it's someone who, like, you know the name. Um, it was definitely I, one anyway, of those quarterly calls. Yeah, like, it was either Bob or Alan yeah, Horn. Yeah, it guess, was something but, like yeah. that. And then everybody was like, hey, man, did you hear that? Mandalorian spinoff shows. All the news articles went out and everybody was like, well, if they're going to do that, here's what I want. You know, <laughs> and then you saw Gina a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she's just like I something about that gallery documentary. Like we did the Mando fan show about it and we, we covered every episode in depth. But you walk out of that. I feel like I'm repeating myself because I talked about it on the first Mando uh, fan show run we did and, and the one about the documentary, but you just walk away from hearing these people and you just feel like they're such a unit. Like, mm-hmm. and they're all just got each other's backs and it's just like this, they're all in on it and it's not like that that smug actor mentality that you get sometimes. Like, right. And, you know, I, I, I am, like, I sound like a broken record, but really like, I don't know what it is about the the crew and the cast that Favreau got together for this, but like Lacey, you brought up, uh, I think it was on Monday. Was Monday, mm-hmm. how like Favreau's like, I or was it a Patreon video? You're like, I wrote this part for you. It was and Monday. He, it was about uh, it was John Carlo Esposito. Yeah, and like just think about like being John Favreau, and you're like, he's like writing, and you know how he talks, and he has like a toothpick in his mouth, and he's like, <laughs> I can get that guy. I'm writing a character about that guy. Yeah, he's he like, just watched I, Breaking Bad. He's like, you know what? He's good. He's, he's like that actress. <laughs> she'll do my show. I'll get that. Okay. I'll write a character about her. Like he's so confident that he builds these fully realized characters with probably concept artists, and he's like, all right, now give them a call and tell them they're in my show. And they're all like, yes, uh, sir, whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go side note just because it really reminds me of the story. We're going off topic here for a second. There is no topic. That's what's beautiful about this. Um, well, it's off topic from Star Wars even. Um, I, I I was friends with this, this band called The Wedding, right? And like great band, love them to death, right? And uh, they, they had a very specific sound. And then at one point they lost like a bunch of members, including their singer, right? And they were looking for another singer. 
And one the sound that they were going for, ideally in a perfect world, they wanted to sound just like this other band that they really idolized. I think they were called the Letter Kills or something. And when they lost their singer, they were like, hey, we need a new one. And it just so happened that the singer for Letter Kills was like, I like your band. I'll join. Because it was the same like kind of style of music. Mm -hmm. He joined their band and it just kind of reminded me of what you're saying. Like you write a character and you're like, I think Giancarlo Esposito would be here. And then like he applies or you ask him to do it and he wants to do it or something. But I just thought that was like the most fascinating thing. Could you imagine being like, like, I don't know, like starting a band and being like, we just want to sound like Linkin Park. And then like down the line, you lose your singer and Chester's like, can I join? <laughs> You're like, yes. Wait, so the band was called The Wedding? The band was called The Wedding. Was their original yeah. singer you, Adam Sandler? No. <laughs> I, he, no. He, 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 not you've acknowledging. been holding on to that one since I said their name. The Wedding Singer? Yeah, you know what? It you know what it, it ended up being a very bad band name though, and they they self admit this is because you can't search for them on the internet. Try searching the wedding. You're it's like uh, that you can't and even find the wedding band. You probably oh, just get all these. Bands, yeah, you try yeah. you try to you're like get more specific. You're like the wedding band. <laughs> um, I don't know. So yeah, sorry to get back to Star Wars. I, I think you're absolutely right that. Uh, that it's just so cool to know that you can picture someone and have someone in mind. I mean, even Filoni was like, I'm going to name this character Hype Faison because I have a very specific person in mind. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Donald Faison ended up being the person who played the voice just because it was, it was written to be that character. And I think that goes to show the the power of Star Wars in general. And that's that's part of the reason I think we're having this conversation is it's so mind-boggling to us that someone – you know that there's a company or people in charge of star wars and like they can't seem to get things off the ground i feel like you go up to just about anybody and say star wars yes no yes then you got you've got good talented people that want to join it right now marvel's in that position you know what i mean they're like hey do you want to be in a marvel movie it's like yes <laughs> just about anybody or mm-hmm. superhero movies I shouldn't even say marvel just superhero movies in general like it's hard to get Joaquin phoenix to do something you you're like hey man you want to be the joker and he's like yeah <laughs> that sounds good let's do it like that right. i i don't know i just think it's crazy that we're in star wars and we're going we're going uh movies oh nothing nothing T- tv shows not not really anything you know animated stuff no 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 not a whole lot going on there either you know it's like well what's happening what are you guys doing? Yeah, especially because you look at Disney and all their different branches and you have the Marvel movies, obviously, where they're pushing out a couple movies a year, TV shows, all this other stuff, all this content for Disney+. Plus. Then you have, you know, the Disney side, which they're like, we're redoing every cartoon movie ever into a real life movie and we're going to do this and we're going to have Toy Story 17. And you then look at Star Wars and you're like, okay, you had the saga film, great. Rogue One, great. Solo, great what's next and they're like well we have some ideas but uh i don't know what i had heard from somebody that like last i don't know when when right before nine came out or yeah around that time that like kathleen kennedy had like this like (laughs) retreat and like to like come up with ideas and like they're just having a hard time like figuring out what to do with star wars like what is the identity of star wars movies without luke skywalker 
And I think it was one of those things where they're like, in 2012, they're like, well, this last one's coming out in seven years. Like, we'll figure it out by then. What's after that? Let's not worry about that. Let's go make $5 billion. And now they're like, man, we don't know what to do. And all this, to me, the more this like time goes on and stuff, it's like, I feel good because I feel like Star Wars is in a place right now where it's there's really not any baggage like even the rise of skywalker people who hate that they're, they're like they're like exhausted talking about how much they hate that movie like the people <laughs> the people who hate the last jedi are like I, i'm just i'm i'm gonna go like i i, I i'm so tired and now the rise of skywalker people have calmed down like everyone realizes that there's way more important things going on in the world like to be so mad about that jj abrams who's amazing by the way uh hey guys i'm great um <laughs> but all, all this stuff, like this uncertainty, makes me think that there's no question that they're going to bring back Ray and the legacy non human characters for another trilogy. It's just definitely right. going to happen. Right. Absolutely. Bo- Boyega will be back. Oscar comes back. They kill him in the first 10 minutes to like launch the trilogy. <laughs> right? I just want to see Ray use yeah. the yellow lightsaber, like real bad. Where's the lightsaber, by the way, Lacey? Where is it? What do you mean? The Force Effects Ray lightsaber. Where is it? I don't know. That's a great question. I keep asking it, and Hasbro's ignoring me. That means they're making it, right? I would hope so. Uh, You think they're having a hard time making a yellow blade? Have they done that with toys yet? I don't think so. I think it's just they have set plans and they break them up into waves like they do with all their other toys and they're trying to figure it out i'm sure they might have something planned for christmas time but that might be delayed now with all the pandemic stuff and do you, you know, think de- they're and worried about how much it would sell no well the other thing too john is that like the the version that we saw at the end of that movie would probably likely be the version that we see at the beginning of whatever they do episode 10 so if they're going to sell that saber, they'll probably be like, well, it wasn't in this movie enough. And and, and to be fair, too, I, on July 4th, I asked my family, I, I said, who has a yellow lightsaber? And they've all seen the movie and not one person could, one person knew the answer. Not That's because you don't see her I was use like, it. Seriously? I mean. I know you don't see her use it, but you you watch the movie. She turned it on. It wasn't blue. It wasn't green. No, I know. It's just, it's one of those things though. I feel like at the end of the movie, they're wrapping so much stuff up that you're not really paying attention to like what her lightsaber color is, whereas she spends the whole movie fighting with a blue one. Um, I think they should also make Leia's. I think Leia has the, one of the coolest hilts we've ever seen in Star Wars and they haven't made that one yet either. With like the pearl ignition. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's got like a, a rose gold look to it. Oh, I th- yeah, I think they'll definitely... Imagine seeing that, a Leia Organa lightsaber on the packaging. Yeah, That's I mean, cool. again, I just I really wish they would have made that yellow one, and I really wish she got to fight with it more. I, I mean, it's funny you say that, uh, John, that you think people have kind of calmed down about the Rise of Skywalker and The Last Jedi. I don't think that's the case. I think really? that... Yeah, I don't think so. I think people that don't like The Last Jedi and they don't like The Rise of Skywalker, obviously two different types of people, um, Mm -hmm. they both still don't like those things and they still are going to say that they don't like those things. And then that's that's not going to change. Yeah, that's not going to change. But I'm going to be honest with you, as time has gone on, 
I can't help but think of things over time that I don't like about The Rise of Skywalker. Like, over time, I've thought about more and more things that I'm like, that doesn't really make sense. This doesn't really... Yeah, I don't really... Like, I feel like I enjoyed the movie, and I would watch it again, no problem. And I'd have a fun time watching it. And I think they did the best they could um, with some of the pieces. And again, we've talked about this so many times, but like, if they had just written all three movies together in one sitting, they probably would have fit together better and then just gotten different directors um i don't know it's just one of those things that over time i think you kind of sit on it and you're just like i don't know how i feel about these certain things and i don't think that feeling has gone away for people like i just feel like i didn't really get closure with a lot of things with the rise of skywalker and i think that that's how some people feel too i don't think it's a bad movie i don't think it's not enjoyable it's just i don't think people are going to never stop saying that they don't like something. I think that's just an easy thing to do. It's definitely an easy thing to do. That's for sure. You know what people are, you know, this is, this is good because that made me think of something, you know, like comment sections are always full of just like the worst of people. Sometimes depends on the video. Well, I'm not even talking about videos. I'm talking about a a news article, uh, a star Wars article, just anything that has a (laughs) comment section. There's a reason they say don't read the comments. Sure, section. sure, sure. But I'm the, saying like the, usually on like like nice, hard, like well-intentioned things, they don't mm-hmm. do bad. But. Um, I don't know why this is, but anytime I write an article in Star Wars Newsnet about Solo, it's like 95% positivity in the comments. And I'm like, did we put a filter on? Like, I'm not even kidding. I'm like, because I, I click on it because I wrote it and I know there's going to be those people that are like, Ooh, this guy's a loser. He likes so long. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but it's like people. How like, dare you? There's 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 like three people. There's the people like yes, make solo two happen. Love solo. Yes. Right. Then there's the people. You know, I didn't go see solo because I didn't like the last Jedi, and I I forgot it was coming out, and I saw it recently on Netflix or whatever, and it was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then there's people who were like, you know, I saw it back then. And I, you know, it was, it was fine. It was whatever, but every, you know, it's growing on me more and more and it's getting better each time I watch it or whatever. Like there's a positivity around solo and, uh, maybe, I, I don't know. I, I feel like the, I've hear more and more people saying like, that's my favorite Disney star Wars movie now or whatever. I know there's a lot of rogue one too, but do you think, and I think that's because it's, even though it's tied to the Skywalker saga, cause you have Han Solo, of course. I think it's detached far enough where like Han Solo doesn't carry the baggage that like Luke Skywalker does for people. Like even though you have the people like, I never want to see anyone but Harrison Ford play Han Solo. People got over that and it was different. I think because it's fun and it leaves on a happy note. And that's a weird thing to say for Disney Star Wars. (laughs) Because Rogue One, everyone dies. Uh, Force Awakens, Han Solo dies. Last Jedi... Luke dies, Rise of Skywalker, Leia dies, Ben Solo dies. I think Solo is the only movie that you leave. You're like, everyone basically survived. That's a good guy. And they're having fun. And they're they're happy. And you could leave it feeling that way. And you don't have to know any of the inner workings of Star Wars. You can see it, whether you're a Star Wars fan or not, without seeing any of the other movies. That's a good point. That's an interesting point. And even though Han went through like... He got burned by everybody. 
at the end of the movie. Yeah, but he, the smile he, on his face when he looks at Chewie and them being together, you forgive all the other stuff. And then you see these guys. <laughs> yeah. See the dice. Um, I know. I agree. They. That, I, I agree. I, I agree. Yeah. I. I. I have an interesting view on that too because I don't get bummed when the characters die at the end of the movie. Depends the movie. Like. Okay. Well, the the Disney Star Wars movies. Right, I'm saying everybody like, feels think, differently about different characters. Like Rogue One is sad, but I don't get immensely sad like I do with Han Solo or Luke Skywalker. Sure, less time for attachment. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, but that's what I'm saying is that when you were saying that like some of those movies are like you know they all end like this, and Solo's like the only one that ends like kind of positive or whatever. I I look at Rogue One and I think it's better because it ends the way that it does, and I I I like the sequel movies not just because we see the rise of the new but we see the fall not the fall but like the the end of the old like i i think it's it's the movies are better because we get to see kylo ren kill his father that's a that's a crazy epic here story that is is in that movie and you could call it sad but i think it's it's awesome because it's all it's all fake it's just a cool story it's just like wow that's so impactful i'm glad they did this instead of avoiding it because it's dark or too sad or something you know Mm. Mm. same for luke same for leia all that stuff i think those are good i have a question for you guys about kathleen kennedy in terms of because now that i think about it like we all have our issues maybe with her being a president of the studio right but she's definitely made choices or advisements on narrative shifts with the story i think and we see that with rogue one the report was that she's the one who didn't want them to survive um mm-hmm. and then solo the firing with lord miller she just didn't like what they were doing with the story and a lot of it was because lawrence kasdan was like getting angry that they were going off script and lord miller are great look i like their movies are fun. I like the the Twenty One Jump Street. I thought was surprisingly good. The Spider Verse, very good Lego Movie. But you don't you don't mess with the greatest Star Wars screenwriter, right? And maybe Kathy's with his like, character specifically. That's yeah, like, like his I, thing, I mean, yeah. I'm going to make the tough call here, and I'm going to be hated for it. You got to kind of respect that in a way. And you have people saying like if Solo would have been better with Lord Miller. Maybe it would have been a just a terrible movie. Like, has anyone ever thought about that? Like, everyone just thinks because those guys made the good, those good animated movies and it did a fun little campy 21 Jump Street thing that turned out to be charming, that Solo would have been good. Maybe it would have been just a complete and utter disaster. I still think Solo kind of has, like, if there's like a scale, I think it tends to lean on the like, uh, I don't know, like black sheep of the the new Star Wars movies in, in a way. And I we all have gone through it a million times. Why? But I do think the average fan, when they look at that situation, they don't think, they don't think, hey, I don't know what that other movie would have been, but I'm really glad that it didn't happen because I love the movie we got. I think because it tends to be that one awkward movie, that weird one that didn't make very much money for a <clears throat> Star Wars film, I think people tend to lean on that that it could have been so much better. Like it doesn't matter how good it is. It could have been better. It, the, the what if is always, I feel like, like that's the movie says was that about every star Wars movie though. 
Like the prequels could have been better if they had, you know, Ryan Philippe playing Anakin instead or Leo DiCaprio. The prequels could have been better if George Lucas hired other directors. The sequel trilogy That's could have I'm been saying. better if they all wrote at the same time. Like it's not just Solo that they say that about. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I guess I see what you're saying. I, I I think I'm trying to give reason as to why people tend to think that that Lord and Miller version would have been better. You know, I don't know because they have a good track record. Um, like I, I think when you think of a lot of other movies, you're like, like Harrison Ford you know, playing Indiana Jones, like it was going to be Tom Selleck or whatever. And I think people now look at that situation because the Indiana Jones movies were good. They go, well, I'm glad that didn't happen, you know, but, but like if it, if it would have been, if it would have been Tom Selleck and then it was awful, then they probably would have been like, Oh man, they, they could have got Harrison Ford. He was Han Solo and he did all these other movies. It would have been so much better if they did that. Like, I, I think it, I think because it falls on this side of that 50-50 line is probably why they look at the alternate version as the possible good version as opposed to how it but solo is could good. have been a lot worse. And now now you're no, I know. now you're seeing people who thought it was cool to bag on it because that's what gave the headlines because it didn't do all well the box office are now seeing the momentum and they're coming around saying like you know what solo was pretty good when <laughs> like for two years they were just yeah. hammering it. Um, which you know what? Welcome to the party, pal. That's what I have to say about that. <laughs> but um, uh, so I have a question for you guys about toys. Hot toys? Do you guys are you guys familiar with hot toys? Yep. Lacey, you are. Yep. Familiar with, but I don't. Well versed. I don't have any. Because I so I watched this video and someone said that hot toys, for whatever reason, in the comic verse and like nerd verse is a good indicator of popularity of movies. Oh, if really? They, if they sell well. And right. they said they went online looking for toys, for hot toys. All the sequel trilogy toys are readily available. Your Kylo Ren's, your Rays, everyone else. They said the solo toys are almost impossible to get. Oh, really? Yes. They said solo toys, for whatever reason, the high-end solo toys are very hard to to find because people are buying them up. And oh, I didn't like, know that. So something's happening hmm. with Solo right now that is like a post, like it, it's post discourse, and now it's becoming popular again. And I'm not saying that's because of us, but I mean we definitely had something to do with it, with makes Solo right. two happen. But you see that it's turning the corner with people in who are pundits, media, collectibles. A lot of things like the stock for Solo is rising. And now you have Alden Ehrenreich publicly coming out, which one of our fans brought up, maybe coincidentally, maybe not. I don't think it was. But now that it's not on Netflix anymore, it's on Disney Plus. He's speaking about it more. Um, And he is promoting a show and he's finally in the public eye. I think that has more to do with it. For an alternative studio. Peacock, yeah. Yeah. But... And now that your main star is talking about it, you can't use that as, oh, look, he hasn't he hasn't talked about it and he was Han Solo. He must have hated it. Nope. He's here saying he loved it from the beginning. It's surprising how many people have come around being like, oh, I always liked it. And I'm like. Well, that's what I was saying. Yeah. It was cool. To <laughs> Where make have you been? <laughs> then, and now it's cool to like it. So that's how you get the headlines. But right, right. There's something happening. That's all I'm saying. Something something's going on with Solo and it's good. I mean, and it feels good. 
the one thing that we all noticed was on Make Solid 2 Happen Day, there were a lot of people that were quiet. A lot of people at the previous year that were sharing a lot of tweets and ideas and all these other things. You mean people art. affiliated? Yes. Lucasfilm people or people on the production. That's true. A lot of them were silent when they've been kind of the biggest people that have been like, oh, this would be great. I loved working on this movie. Yeah, I'm totally behind this. This is the fans want it. Sharing artwork and stuff. Like a lot of people were just, it was like crickets. And it was weird to us because we're like, it's not even something of demanding something. (laughs) It's not even like, yeah. You'd love to see it. He'd love to see it. (laughs) Um, Someone didn't get, he didn't get the memo. The, hey, don't talk about a memo. It went to his spam folder. Um, (laughs) Andy DM'd him right after. Yeah. It's just one of those things that it was just very weird because it was people that have been kind of behind it talking about how much they love it. And for something that is trending worldwide two times that we love so much that tons of other fans have said they love so much to not say anything, not one tweet, nothing. Hmm. It was just weird. Because it was a bigger day statistically. Makes a little too happen day 2020 was a bigger day than 2019. Yes. In terms mm-hmm. of number of tweets. Yep. Um, the only... The only topic that it was under was memorial day because it was memorial day right um yeah and that's that's a good point because the first year you know john kazan and stuff it caught uh, people off guard they were like oh really yeah and then this year it just seemed like they weren't talking what it's something something's happening and you know maybe solo will benefit uh not so much from the budget aspect with the new technology but the fact that they're not coming up with other ideas that we've seen. I mean, I know they're working on stuff, but... Well, Disney Plus really pushed Solo when it came out on Disney Plus. And yes, of course, your obvious oh, yeah. thing is like, yeah, of course, because it's new on their Watch t- our movie. Yeah. I just feel like they really pushed it. Like, they were talking about it all day that it was out. They put in all they the pushed it teasers. when the movie came out in theaters. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Go watch Solo. I Someone know. posted the Denny's thing. And they're I like, know. I remember Lacey talking about why Denny's. And then I was thinking about you and I were going to go to Denny's and we didn't even go to Denny's. We didn't. We went to a local diner instead because we were like, no, we can't. But on that Denny's uh, ad, they spelled Wookiee wrong. On I an know. official marketing I, piece. I know. Like I know. Solo was like the worst marketed movie of all time. <laughs> and I was just talking about, and this is kind of what inspired, uh, we're going to get into resistance transmissions in a minute. I was thinking about in 97, I was... The special edition was coming out. And I went to like Taco Bell and they had the coolest little toys. They had a... I have a box of them. You have the old ones? Mm-hmm. Unopened. Yeah. We're getting Big Y Pizza and we're going to go through those <laughs> toys. <laughs> I said we should do it. I said let's no, open it. There was an R2-D2 and you open it up and there's a little yep. Princess Leia in it. Yep. And I just, I, it took me back to that time. Like the member berries are real. Nostalgia is very real. And it <laughs> felt good. I remember going to see Empire Strikes Back in the theater, special edition. Uh, and there's there's something about that feeling. And I, I don't know. It's it's a very, it's a very real, real thing. And I, I, I don't know how, what else to say about it. But the marketing for Solo is just so bad. <laughs> 
it's, there was it's, a lot of stuff they could have done that you were just like what it's, it was laughable it was mm-hmm. laughable that it was but anyway um i was thinking about this earlier and i didn't quite get it out either but john you've kind of been on um talking a little bit about the the changing of the guard as far as kathleen kennedy yeah. and his film and stuff yeah. and you know ever since that kind of got brought up in a more realistic light obviously it's already been around people have been saying that for a while but um but now that you know you're you're kind of thinking it too it, it kind of made me think of like lucasfilm as a whole like don't just t- take star wars out of it for a second you're like you're looking at indiana jones you know i don't think you're, that's and, happening and anymore all, man and all the the properties that that they have the ability to do and it's like even look at like like pixar like pixar has two movies coming out and this is still like in the middle of the pandemic and everything. And we're like looking forward to, and they're putting out trailers and stuff. And I'm like, that's one studio that's putting out two feature films in a year that don't have anything to do with each other. You've got, you know, a bunch of other movies that you, and, and rights to properties that you guys could be doing that could build up your Lucasfilm brand. And it seems like none of it's really coming to fruition because they can't seem to work out dates or stories or who's working on what property and it goes it goes more than just star wars but we know star wars very well so so we can look at all of the the anime animation the the books the the television side of it all of that stuff but i'm curious as to like you know what other properties they have and and what they could be doing and they're just like they can't seem to get it together there either (laughs) you know it's weird right someone yeah so so, yeah, someone had mentioned to me that there's a shakeup coming and like big for Lucasfilm. And then, I don't know, Lacey, I don't know if you you had heard some, something. I did. Like, it's a Disney thing. Mm-hmm. So it's not just Lucasfilm. And then I saw someone else who like knows stuff talk about it. How, like, who didn't hear me talk about it said like, yeah, there's sh- shakeups coming. I don't know when that's going to happen, but it sounds a lot sooner than the end of 2021 in terms of Kathleen Kennedy. Um, Like Disney may just be like, nothing's happening right now. So maybe this is the time. Mm -hmm. Well, Mm -hmm. I don't even think it's that. I think we're in a time period where with all the COVID stuff that companies can reevaluate their staffing and reevaluate their strategies and plans and make cuts that might have looked bad or been difficult if everything was normal and now that they're not right and now that we're in a a period of everyone's making cuts they're going to make the cut and no one's going to think anything of it yeah well i i feel like if you pulled star wars fans and they didn't have to like put their face on it or get like heat for it i think a lot of people would say they'd be they would support um a change at this point. And that doesn't mean anything about Kathleen Kennedy as a film producer. It's just Mm-mm. the proof's in the pudding. Like maybe a change is needed. You like I like you can still love all the movies they've made in this era and I have, but mm-hmm. still think that there needs to be a change. Like they, they don't have to go together. You don't have to hate everything and want her out. You could like that stuff and say, you know what, I think maybe this is the time we get a new voice in here. Right. Um I, I think I don't think fans would be that upset about it. I mean, I know there's maybe some die diehard Kathleen Kennedy fans that may be like, screw Disney or whatever, but Disney will be like, oh, all right, well, you'll be, that'll be over in a month. 
But <laughs> I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's an interesting time to be a Star Wars fan right now because we're post Skywalker and it's still a very popular franchise. And there's the uncertainty almost feels good because it has that fresh feeling. Something's coming. You feel like there's something coming here. Um, at least I do. I don't know. I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing... I feel positive about the future of Star Wars because there's uncertainty in a weird way. It feels like it's something new's about to happen. I'm curious if if maybe the reason we're hearing about it because obviously you don't you don't hear like I don't want to say the word firings because it's kind of negative, but I'm just going to use it as the, the example. You don't hear that you're at your job that there's going to be a bunch of firings coming soon. It's usually like it's just people start getting fired. Is <laughs> people just start getting laid off? So maybe the whole thing of the um, uh, we're hearing there's going to be a shakeup is because it currently is kind of being shooken up right now. And as new people come in and they start developing what they're they're doing, like, so say for instance, somebody did come in and they're like, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. We're going to be doing this. There's going to be this period of time, which is probably the time right now that we're going through where there's not really anything to show. So for instance, they just, they just did Bad Batch. They announced Bad Batch. That could be a change that just they they weren't planning on doing that show but then they but somebody new came in they look at it they go make that show again that that's our next thing and then they're like it's going to be a while before we get a trailer cuz cuz there isn't anything to show you right now mm. it just got greenlit mm. like recently um what i was and, hearing is like that layoffs that and, doesn't seem like foresight you know right, but- it seems like reaction to but what I've been hearing is like firings, layoffs and firings. I'm not hearing like, oh, we're just making new things. It's like, no, we're cleaning house. The actual. Ter- that, that's what I'm saying, though. Oh, OK. Because like the actual term I heard was cleaning house. And not <laughs> exclusive to Lucasfilm. Right. At Disney. You said yeah. you, you use the term to manager top heavy, I think is what you said. That's or what I was like. told. Yeah. Is yeah. that the company as a whole is, has a lot of managers. There's too many managers. Too T O O. Too much management. Right. Yeah. Too many cooks well, in the kitchen. Either way. Too many. This cooks. was. This was. This was. <laughs> we we gotta let's let's uh, close it out with resistance transmissions. But this was cool. I think we should do this more often. A little state of the state of Star Wars. We don't have to label it anything or whatever. But um, a little just uh, go into a discussion, and not know what we're gonna talk about, and see what happens. Mm-hmm. But, Good stuff. I hope everyone out there uh, dug that. Let us know if you want us to do more of the casual hit record and go type of discussions um, because we really did not have any directive on what we were going to talk about in that discussion. But <laughs> I, thought it was a cool, I thought it was a good one, though. Good stuff. All right. Now we're going to send it to Lacey uh, to hear from you in Resistance Transmissions. All right, guys. It's time for Resistance Transmissions. <laughs> So the way that the way that this usually works is that John puts up a crazy wacky situation on Twitter at R B A T S W N N, and then you guys give your answers. Um, I did peek at the top sentence because it said "not as crazy," so I read the <laughs> sentence, and it says "not as crazy or wacky this week." But what is your best nostalgic memory about Star Wars? Which I'm glad we're doing this after that. I get really anxious about uh, like ambiguity and like open endedness. So open discussions make me nervous. And then the idea of talking about the openness of where Star Wars is going is like double nervous. So I'm glad that we're ending in like somewhat of a happy note. All right. 
uh, following that up with, was it finding a special, a specific toy in the store, a theater experience, anything that reminds you of that good feeling? First up is Jeremy is a squared new dad at Jedi Jer underscore 86. Congrats, Jeremy. How's hey. it going? What's up, Jeremy? Being a dad. Uh, he said, first discovering Star Wars at the age of nine. 1995 into 1996, watching the VHS tapes, collecting the Kenner, Power of the Foy, Power of the Voice, Power of the Force <laughs> toys. <laughs> I started to say it. I was like, I might as well just own up that I'm saying this weird. Uh, and our first family trip to Walt Disney World, Star Tours blew my mind. Then seeing the special editions with my dad in 1997, smiling face with smiling eyes. Oh, that's a, that's an emoji. Oh, sorry. That's, <laughs> That's really cute. Love that. Yeah, that is cool. Uh, next is Keith Miller at K Miller NC. And Keith said, when I saw episode, that's four, right? Four yep. was 1979 when they re-released. Eight years old, went to the drive-in in my father's truck, sat in the bed of the truck with my action figures I had already bought and recreated scenes as they happened. That is adorable, Keith. That is amazing. That is so cute. <laughs> I really want to go to a drive-in movie theater. I keep seeing everybody going to these things and they don't Me exist too. where I am. Yeah. It's really, really upsetting. All right. I went to, I was going to drive-in movies recently. I know. You're one of those people, James. Yeah. Thanks for rubbing it in. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Next is Matt at MIB1188. And Matt said, 1980, seeing Empire Strikes Back in the theater about 11 billion times. <laughs> I was six, and I remember the Vader reveal like it was yesterday. I spent most of the next three years in denial that he could possibly believe Luke's father. It's so funny that you say that, Matt, because I know when we were at New York Comic Con, they were talking about how one of the comics takes place after the movie, and it's like you just saw the movie and you were denying mm-hmm. what had happened. And we talked with Mark Newbold, who said when he saw the movie, he was like, "No, that can't be a thing. That like that's not true." Right. And there was like this doubt. Whereas, yeah, nowadays we, you wouldn't even think that it's not true. Right. But then it's always fun to see the little kid videos online where parents show their kids stars for the first time and the kid's just like, what? <laughs> I, I just, I miss kids, that moment. Where the kids don't have a big reaction and the parents are like upset. Yeah, and the kid's just like, okay. Um, <laughs> I want fish sticks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next is Silver Dragon Blade at Jeddah Rosewater. Jeddah Rosewater. Uh, and Jetta said, I was three in 1977 at time, went to the drive-in theater, another drive-in theater, and caught cartoon Pink Panther before Star Wars A New Hope came on screen. That's where I developed much love for this genre. My favorite character crushes like Luke, Han, and Chewie. Oh, Luke, Han, and Chewie also can't leave out another favorite Leia. Nice. Nice. Excellent. Next so is- Jetta Je- remembering Star Wars at three years old. Yeah, that's like, nuts. I don't remember anything from when I'm three years old. That's Neither impressive. Neither do I. Yeah. Next is more 5150 at more 5150. And they said, opening my Millennium Falcon on Christmas Eve in 1980. How dare you open it? Uh, I couldn't believe my parents bought it for me because they weren't big spenders. That thing made the Kessel run so many times around my house. <laughs> I still have most of it, but you can tell it was played with hard. That is so wow. cute. It's always so awesome when you remember things about like parents or family members that like went out of their way to get you something. I know with me, it was Star Wars. It's like anytime someone, a friend, family member gets me something Star Wars related and you know they took the time to like, oh, I heard you like this, so I'm going to get it for you. Regardless if I have it or not, it always means so much to me. 
Yeah, absolutely. Next is Johnny O at Limey Printmaker. And Johnny said, a local store called Peter Jones sold newspapers and stationery downstairs, toys upstairs. I'd spend my pocket money on Star Wars 3.75 inch figures. And it was, and if I was ill, I'd get a figure as I get a get well present. Oh, did you ever fake being sick, Johnny? (laughs) (laughs) Johnny was sick a lot when when they had the new figures roll out, I guess. Uh, next up is Dale Brooks at Dale Brooks DDS. Hey Dale, how's it going? Uh, he said, "Home from college, May 1999. Getting in line at noon for the midnight showing of the Phantom Menace. Oh my God, could you imagine getting in line at noon? Watching with my brother and being so excited for the new Star Wars. Also memorable due to the film snapping halfway through the movie and the theater having to get a new one for us to finish. Could you oh, imagine? God." imagine waiting for star wars to come back and then your movie just snaps in half unreal next up is kendall obi at galactic curator hey kendall he's one of our generals he also does uh the hashtag my solo uh star wars collection 366 every day with me um he said for me it was going to see empire strikes back for the first time in the fanciest plushiest theater in denver the Continental, with my dad. We lived far out of town and almost never went to see the movies. It's one of the few things I can remember clearly from when I was a kid. Oh, that's, that's so awesome. awesome. Next is Roba... That's so awesome. So awesome. <laughs> Next is Roba Fett at Robin Bosley. And Robin said, 1984-ish, playing lightsabers in the dark with torches. My buddy had one with a red lens, so he always... He was always Vader. We would make all the sounds and spend hours doing so. In the time, daytime, we would put blankets over the windows to make it dark. Ah, simpler times. I mean, you could still put blankets over your windows and make it dark and play with lightsabers. I won't stop you. still do that. And last but not least is Carl Axel Frazon, Franzon, at Carl Axel Franzon. Hey, where'd you get your handle, Carl? And he said, seeing A New Hope in theaters in 1977, followed by a trip to Burger King, hells yeah, that had these swivel seats, oh my god, the swivel seats, that we played in like they were the gun turrets in the Falcon, plus lots of toys, sold to fund my wedding and honeymoon. Aw, what a great way to like show someone you love them. You're like, I'm going to get rid of my collection for you. I like that part of his tweet, but also like... The, the the ability of a kid to like it's a, it's cool to have like the toys and stuff but be like this chair is the gun turret and using your imagination swivels, and stuff. Yeah. yeah i love that that's super fun do you guys have like a specific memory or anything my favorite nostalgic star wars memory um probably like like i was saying like when the special editions came out and i was gonna have the opportunity to finally see the movie in the theaters Everything just mm-hmm. felt like new again to me with Star Wars and like those toys at the fast food restaurants and going to get the figures at KB Toys and stuff like that mm-hmm. whole 1997 uh, for sure. James? Um, I, I I don't know. I, I was ch- sitting here trying to think of like, what do I remember about being a kid and playing with Star Wars stuff? And I, I think I've, I might have told this story before, but there was like my brother had like a snow speeder my brother was 12 years old and i was but he had like a snow speeder and it had like four double a batteries that could go in or whatever and i i just i feel like i remember no matter how many times i thought maybe maybe this thing works you put the batteries in and it doesn't work and you're like oh maybe it was the 
maybe the batteries are dead. You know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. just always trying to come up with excuses. And I always really wanted it to to make sounds and do what it did. But all the stuff that I got was hand me down. I had a Millennium Falcon that was kind of similar too, and it was like. I never had like all three of the legs cause they could like <laughs> pop out and then they were like lost. Um, and there was like a back that went on, on, on the top and stuff. I, I think I, I think my best memory would probably just be like of trying to assemble those toys and wishing I had the full versions of them. But I, I know I just had the bare bones toys, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, remember seeing star wars for the first time and just like immediately being like this is my thing and like i remember taking sheets out of the closet upstairs and making like the hood that leia has and running around my house and listening to the soundtrack all the time and like pretending i was in star wars like i remember doing that to the point that i remember when carrie fisher passed away like my family called me to see if i was okay like that's the kind of day it was for me but i just remember being like yeah i'm in star wars i'm in star i never thought i was a jedi though to be fair because there were no lady jedis yet but that can change now so i'm so pumped for all the little girls i get to be like i'm ray yeah Uh, but yeah i remember doing all that stuff i remember having this like poly pocket type thing which was c-3po's face and it opened up and it was jabba's palace Mm. and it had like figures and stuff in it nice yeah. That's cool. I don't know where it went, but... Do you know what the... John, do you remember the, what the boys' version of Polly Pocket was? That's what it was. Well, no, but there was like a, a legit boys' version of Polly Pocket. Isn't it Max or something? Do you know? Yep. Mighty Max. Oh. And all the all of the little things were like skulls and dungeons. <laughs> and I remember the commercials that used to run is like animated Mighty Backseat, like be jumping down and there'd be like a <laughs> lightning crash behind him and stuff. You know what we should do for Christmas this year? What? We should each, <clears throat> like each of us gets one of the other and we set a budget and we buy Star Wars toys, but they have to be star wars toys from a certain date and prior and we do like a little like surprise secret not secret santa but you know who sent it to you out of can you get me an ad at because that's all i want and on the show <laughs> we'll open our bag this is like i vote the budget is hold on let me look it up 200 dollars. <laughs> that's like michael yeah. scott with the video ipod um yeah. we'll, we'll see what the person we'll open them on the air and see which old figures or whatever we got the other person that could be fun yeah. you should get two and then we'll give one away that's actually a good idea too don't steal our ideas, people. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you want to be on the show, and usually these are like more crazy, wacky situations, but sometimes they're fun too. Uh, if you want to be on the show, make sure to follow us on Twitter at RBATSWNN and look out for the scenario from John uh, and send your thoughts our way. Now back to John again. All right. So that is the end of the show. I want to thank everyone for listening and watching and being a part of the TRB community. We hope you enjoyed what we did today. A little bit different with the discussion uh, and also a little bit different with the resistance transmissions. Like Lacey said, it's not always always a little crazy or wacky, but uh, make sure you do subscribe to the show, uh, YouTube or SoundCloud, Spotify, 
uh, Apple Podcasts if you'd like. Uh, Podbean, there's a bunch of other apps you can use. Any audio app you like, subscribe. We have two episodes every week, as you guys know. Um, uh, StarWarsNewsNet.com for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. Teespring.com slash store slash resistance broadcast. James is wearing our new one right there. Gary the Porg. It's a French bulldog wearing a Porg costume. The cutest Star Wars shirt ever created, in my opinion. And uh, (laughs) some would say the one me and Lacey are wearing is I wouldn't personally, but Supreme Leader's there too. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter and uh, at StarWarsNewsNet.com, but Twitter at Johnny Hoey. Uh, James, how about you, sir, when you're trying to uh, wish you had all the full versions of the ships and toys? Yeah, I, I didn't have a Twitter back then. And if I would have had the foresight, I probably would have got at James Bainey, but I didn't. <laughs> at Meyer Trunks, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and also book discussions, right? That came out on Tuesday. On Tuesday Did that yeah. with, uh, yeah, Kyle. Um, if you haven't checked it out, and but you're interested in the Doctor Afra audiobook, uh, we do a discussion, a spoiler discussion. If you've already read the book or listened to it, uh, and if you haven't or don't care, we also do another version where we just tell you what happened. So that's definitely spoiler filled, just a little bit more story based and less review. So if you want to check it out, it's on the channel right now. Excellente, uh, Lacey. You can find me still looking for an at 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 Lacey Gillerin on Twitter and Instagram. At at Lacey Gillerin. It is my white <laughs> at whale. At, at Lacey Gillerin. <laughs> it's your uh, white whale. One day. One day. One day. Um, all right. That is it. Thank you all so much again. Um, stay healthy. Stay positive. Do what you got to do. We'll get through this together. And Star Wars will always be there for us. And we'll always be here for you guys because we never take breaks ever. Ever. What's a break? No. (laughs) Never. So enjoy your weekends. We'll see you Monday morning right here on the Resistance Broadcast. See you around, kids.